0: Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson, and welcome to my podcast. Tonight's podcast, as promised on my promo, will be Jubilee in America, America in Captivity. Jubilee in America, and America in Captivity. Uh, let's go to the Lord in Prayer. Uh, Dear God, we love you, and we thank you tonight, Father, dear Lord, for all that you do. You're such a kind, loving, and gracious God, and I just pray for all the listeners tonight, Father, dear Lord, that they would uh, take heed to what is said, take heed to truth, that you would open up their ears, open up their eyes, open up their hearts to receive truth, Father, dear God. Help me to always speak truth, Father, dear Lord. And dear God, this is Easter weekend, Father, dear Lord, and we celebrate the risen Savior tonight, Father, dear Lord. I am so glad that the the cross is empty and the tomb is empty. Father, thank you so much for that tonight. Dear God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would lead God direct everything that is said tonight. Father, may I touch and change lives. May you touch and change lives. Just use me as your mouthpiece tonight. Thank you for that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace and all that you do, Father, dear God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, let's just get relaxed here. Going to have a little sip of coffee. Mm, It's been a long, hard day. Going to have to have that coffee tonight, Father. I mean, uh, people, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) brothers and sisters. I hope I don't stumble over myself, but here, hey, we're going to be in Leviticus chapter uh, 25, verses 8 through 12. Leviticus 25, 8 through 12, I'm going to go ahead and read that for you now, and we're going to go ahead and get started. It says, and thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, and the space of the seventh Sabbath of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years, then shall thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And ye shall hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possession and ye shall return every man unto his family. A jubilee shall the fiftieth year be unto you, and ye shall not sow, neither reap that which is groweth of itself in it, nor gather the grapes in it of the vine undressed. For it is the jubilee. It shall be holy unto you. Ye shall eat the increase thereof out of the field. I'll read verse thirteen as well. In the year of the jubilee, ye shall return every man unto his possession. Hmm. Jubilee. Now, jubilee is something they did in the Old Testament. We know that jubilee is is uh, uh, God's way of saying, "Hey, let the land rest." God's way of saying, "Let's uh, let's have forgiveness. Uh, let's clear the debts. Let's clear the calendar." Uh, hey, uh, sounds like something that we may have going on today, right? But let's go ahead and look chapter 25 uh, uh, the whole book of Leviticus chapter 25 is is dedicated. It's all about the Sabbath years it's it's all about it's about Jubilee it brings that out and then you go on and, and read some more and it's talking about redeeming the poor something that we that we need to do take care of our poor and of course and redeeming servants. In verse 25, 9, jubilee in the Hebrew means uh, tiraro ter- in, the, in, in the Hebrew, and it means clamor. It means an acclamation of joy. It means a battle cry, a blowing of the trumpet. But if you go on down in, in verse 10, jubilee, is, it, it means it's yobel in the Hebrew, and it means the blast of a horn, the blowing of a ram's horn. And these are two different Hebrew words, but which basically mean the same thing. When the horn was blown, all of the congregation would be able to hear it and simply respond. They would have seven Sabbaths of seven years, seven times, and that would be a total of 49 years. And on the 50th year, it was on the 10th day of the seventh month and the day of atonement. They were to blow the trumpet and proclaim liberty. The Jewish calendar would would be the month of Tishri on the 10th day. For us, it would be October, uh, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. It is the holiest day for the Jews, and it comes with a 25-hour period of fasting, intensive prayer, and spending all of your time in the synagogue. There were some things they couldn't do. There there would be no eating or drinking. No wearing of leather shoes. No bathing or washing. No anointing with perfumes or lotions. And no sexual relationships with a spouse. The only things they were allowed to do were to simply do what they were supposed to be doing. Fasting, praying, and worship. And the only thing and you were the, the whole purpose of this was to gain the atonement and to gain atonement one must pray one must fast, one must repent of his sins and also give to charity you can find all this in Leviticus 23 26 through32. I did a study a while back on this right here about the two goats. We know they had two goats. One was taken and was sacrificed on the altar for sin. And we know the other one was simply was let go. It was the scapegoat. It was released into the wilderness, taking the sins and impurities into the wilderness with it. Hmm. <sighs> Excuse me. The Jubilee came every 50 years. 50 years is Pentecost, that's exactly what it means. And it came always on the Day of Atonement. So what exactly would happen on this day? Liberty would simply be proclaimed. Freedom would be given. It was the release of slaves and property every 50 years. In fact, we have uh, Leviticus 25:10 inscribed on our Liberty Bell. It says, "Proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all the inhabitants, inhabitants thereof. Israel was to have no aristocracy of land. God owned the land, and he alone would give lots to whom he pleased." if we looked at the feast of, in the jew the feast of the jewish nation the day of atonement would be a solemn and earnest day however it would carry its weight in relief security thankfulness and joy i don't know about you but if i was a slave and i was set free that would bring joy to me If I was able to go back home, if I was able to to gain land back, if I was able to be relieved from debt, all of these things would bring joy to me. All these things would bring relief. When debt is forgiven, whether it is financial or sin debt, forgiveness should always bring a thankful heart, should always bring, it should make you full of joy and a sense of security and relief. To be set free from debt, slavery, and sin is what God is all about. I thank God for saving my soul. I thank God for His salvation plan. I thank God for Jesus who died on that cross for my sins. And as I said before, it's Easter. I thank God for all that He went through. He died on the cross. He Before the cross, He was scourged. He was beaten. He was spit upon. He had a, a, a crown of thorns placed upon his head. He was basically in, in scourging, like, a, and I've said this in, in many a times, that, that when, when they got through beating Jesus, he was unrecognizable. He went through all that for me and you. But he shed his blood on that cross. He died on that cross. But now that cross is empty. Amen, amen, amen. And he died and went to that tomb, a borrowed tomb. And thank God today that tomb is empty because we serve a risen Savior. So I had to throw that in there. Okay, but And the reason being, okay, so we said, we're to be set free from debt and slavery and sin. And that is what God is all about. I said that. And he proved every one of those points in Jesus' death on the cross. And God gave his son. Jesus, to die on that cross. It took care of our sin debt. It took care. uh, We are no longer slaves. We're, we're, uh, We're children of God. We're no longer servants to sin. Now, let's look at something. Now, God, He doesn't want His children to be in bondage. He didn't want His children to be in bondage then. He doesn't want His children to be in bondage today. I've learned, uh, if you say, hey, we're not, and there's no bondage today, uh, you're kindly mistaken. Anybody that's got debt racked up, they're in bondage to their debt. If you've got credit card debt, if you've got a house payment, if you've got car payments, if you've got uh, bills, loans that you've created, you are in bondage to that debt, that great debt that you owe. And this is why Jubilee was simply established by God. This is why uh, it was. It was why Jubilee was established in the first place. It would be a time for the land to rest, which teaches us to trust God for all our provisions. It kind of reminds me in the old uh, back when the uh, Moses and the children of Israel were to, uh, you know, the manna rained from uh, heaven, and uh, six days it came down, and they were supposed to gather enough on the. Uh, on the sixth day, so that on the seventh day they could rest and not have to gather. And we know what happens if they did gather too much; it would spoil, it would rot. And if they tried to eat it, it would rot in their mouth. It was a time. So it was. It taught God. Uh, it taught uh, God's children to to teach them to trust God for all their provisions. It was a time to forgive debts of loan, of loans which teaches us to trust God in financial matters and it was liberty to the captives which will teach us to trust that God will always set us free at the right time Yes, all of this sounds good doesn't it mm. well, what was the problem The problem then is the same problem we have today. Let's look at the problem they had then first. The problem with God's children is they do not always obey Him. They didn't obey Him then. We don't obey Him now. When the Sabbath year came, they were to let the land rest and trust God for the harvest. The land should rest that year. Simply... Don't till it. Don't work it. And God's children did not obey. God's children, they did not obey God or trust in His ample provisions. Obedience is what God expects. God expects obedience then. And God expects obedience today. After 490 years of neglect... God acted, and they were taken away in captivity for 70 years. And the land would rest every Sabbath in a row. Since they refused to obey, God was going to take them away. God's a loving God. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. But there comes a time when God simply pours out His wrath. When God has had enough, even with his children, just like a father, a good father, I should say, will bring chastisement on his children, will punish their children for doing wrong. If you fail to listen, you will be punished. Seventy years in a row they would spend in captivity. That means that's that's a a, a year for every year they should have let the land rest. You can find that in Jeremiah 29:10. Not only did they not let the land rest, they were caught up in idolatry. They were caught up in idolatry then. And we're caught up in idol- idolatry today. Now this idolatry is which is which what led them to not keeping God's law. When you're not when you're not doing God's will, when you're not listening to God, when you're not obeying God, when you're worshiping false gods and other idols, you're not going to do the things that you that you simply need to be doing. If you're not reading your Bible, if you're not praying, if you're not listening, and if you're not obeying, it just all comes together. It's all going to come crashing down together. Of course, you, you're not going to obey God. Of course, you're not going to keep His Sabbath. Of course, you're not going to do the things that God would have you do. Hmm. I'm gonna read uh, something here. Just give me a second, and I'll grab it. The Mitzvah is the uh, 613 laws that that the uh, of Judaism, and they have a whole section here uh, dedicated to nothing but the sabbatical. And, jub- and, and laws of the Jubilee years. And I'm going to read some of these here. Actually, I'll probably read them all, but just and, and maybe expound on just a couple of them here and, and then just move on because some of them do sound a little bit repetitive. And I'm, I don't have the official uh, 613 commandments here, uh, the, the original mitzvah, but I have a copy of it. So um, the sections and, and everything may not be in order and may not be right, but hey, but they're they're here, and I will give scripture whenever possible. Uh, starting it here, it says, to let the land lie follow in the sabbatical year. You can find that in Exodus 23.11, Leviticus 25.2. To cease from tilling the land in sabbatical year. Exodus 23.11 and Leviticus 25.2. Now, so both of these go hand in hand to let the lie, the land lie follow. And the sabbatical year seems to, uh, I mean, uh, just simply means that uh, not to touch it. If you have a garden and it's been planted, you plant it every year and you till the ground, you work it. And, and but this particular year, you are to just leave it alone, let it lie. You're deceased from tilling the land. You're deceased from, you're just to let the land simply lie. Going on with the next one here, uh, it says not to till the ground in the sabbatical year. You can find that in Leviticus 25.4. So it's basically, like I said, some of these are going to be pretty much the same thing. It's going to be, the next one says not to do any work on the trees in the sabbatical year. Not to reap the aftermath that grows in in the sabbatical year in the same way as it is reaped in other years. You're not going to do things the normal way. Not together the fruit of the tree, not together. Uh, excuse me. Not together the fruit of the tree in the sabbatical year in the same way it is as, in, it, is, as it is gathered in other years. Find that in Leviticus twenty-five five. To, uh, to sound the ram's horn in the sabbatical year, Leviticus twenty-five nine. To release debts. To release debts in the seventh year. Deuteronomy 15.2 Not to demand return of a loan after the sabbatical year has passed. Deuteronomy 15.2 Not to refrain from making a loan to a poor man because of the release of loans in the sabbatical year. Deuteronomy 15.9 To assemble the people to hear the Torah at the close of the seventh year. Deuteronomy 31.12 To count the years of the Jubilee by years and by cycle of seven years, which we, talk about, we talked about. Leviticus 25.8 To keep the Jubilee year holy by resting and letting the land lie follow. Leviticus 25.10 Not to cultivate the salt or to do any work on the trees in the Jubilee year. Leviticus 25.11 Not to reap the aftermath of the field that grew of itself in the jubilee year, in the same way as other years. Leviticus 25.11 Not to gather the fruit of the trees in the jubilee year, in the same way as other years. Leviticus 25.11 To grant redemption of the land in the jubilee year. Leviticus 25.24 Mm. I'm just going to put this up here. Those are, those are just a few. Uh, well, those are all the laws that were listed uh, dealing with the sabbatical and the, and the mitzvah. Uh, the children of Israel which obey these laws. They were to keep these laws. Uh, The children of Israel were were taken into captivity for failure to keep God's laws, for failure to do what God had had ordered them to do. Uh, the The idolatry that they got... Mixed up in, and and you could probably trace that back to the fact that they didn't do everything they were supposed to do when they were disobedient. When God said, "Take over this land and do this," and and God would say, I, I, "People, I know a lot of people don't understand this, but God knew that other people are going to tear you down." It's kind of like what my mom used to say. My mom was a real good judge of character, and my mom was, uh, would would t- I, I'll give you examples. I would have a friend come over, and my mom would know right off the bat. She would say, I like him. You can hang around that guy. Bring another friend over. I don't like that boy. There's something up with that boy. Don't you hang around him no more. You know, my mom wanted me to be cut off from the one friend, but it was okay to hang around the other friend. Why? The same way God was working with the children of Israel, he knew that the other nations around him, the the Hivites, the Jebusites, and all the the ites, (laughs) You know, the Philistines, we know right now that, that God simply knew that there was going to be people that were going to pull you away from God and they had their gods that they worshipped, their idols. And God didn't want you to worship their idol, idols. He didn't want you to worship their gods. So simply, that would pull you away. You would get pulled away just like that friend could pull me away, get me out of church, get me out of God's will, get me to drinking, get me to doing drugs, get me to doing things that I, excuse me, shouldn't be doing. And that's the way God was. The problem is God's children do not always obey Him. Now, when the Sabbath year came, they were to let the land rest and trust God for the harvest. The land should rest for that year. God's children did not obey God or trust in his ample provisions. His obedience is what God expects. The children of Israel, after this disobedience, after they didn't do these things, the children of Israel were taken into captivity to Babylon when King Nebuchadnezzar had three sieges against God's children. I would like to note that God always warns His children before taking action. In the Old Testament, God had prophets that warned Israel and Judah of the coming destruction and captivity. God used Amos, Habakkuk, Isaiah, Micah, Nahum, Jeremiah, Zephaniah, Obadiah, and Ezekiel all to warn his children to turn back to him, to stop their idolatry, and to obey the laws and honor the Sabbaths. They've refused to listen. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like America to you? A nation that, that, and I could probably list a lot of great people. Billy Sunday, Billy Graham, many of evangelists, many preachers each Sunday that get in the pulpits, that warn God's people, try to keep them in line. That And, and there's been many evangelists that is trying to warn America. from the the road that we've been headed down for years they refuse to listen the children of Israel refuse to listen and America has refused to listen as well Malachi 3.6 says I am the Lord I change not Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. We can be sure that even though things have changed today, that God has that God has not changed, however. There's a lot of things that keep changing. We know right now there's a big difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because Jesus Christ came and and made things new. He says, Behold, I make all things new. We no longer have to worry about certain things. Uh, the sacrificing of animals and, and things. And I'm going to get to that here. We can be sure that even though things have changed today, that God has not changed. We no longer follow the law. We do not sacrifice animals on the altar. We do not follow a calendar. We no longer have Jubilee. However, God still expects obedience. He still wants us to listen. He still wants us to pray. He still wants us to worship Him. He still wants us to acknowledge Him. He still wants us to trust Him. He still wants us to be good to our neighbors. He still wants us to love one another. He still wants us to love Him. He still wants us to help others. And He still wants us to share His gospel message. Are we pleasing God here in America? Hmm. Hey, I'm going to take a quick break right here. That's a good time to, to take a break. And let's ponder on that question and we'll come back to it. Are we pleasing God in America now? Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. I'm back. Uh, before the break, I asked the question, are we pleasing God here in America today? Did you come up with an answer? I did. The answer would be no. The answer would be that we have not pleased God in quite some time. The, uh... The, the ram's horn that they would blow for the year of Jubilee, for the land to rest and everything to take place. Uh, I, would, I would like to just say that I think that the horn has been blowing year after year after year, month after month, day after day. And God has been warning America. God has been using the evangelist. God's been using the preacher. Trying to get our attention. And maybe there's some things that are going on in America today that maybe God's got your attention now. Hmm. as God used the, the prophet to warn his children then he also used Paul in Romans to warn us today Romans eleven thirteen 13 through 24 God spared not the natural branches let me read that for you here Romans 11 starting in verse 13 Paul says for I speak To you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and might save some of them, for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, wert grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches, But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou will say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. we look at this, if God spared not the natural branches, that's Israel, his chosen people, the apple of his eye. For if God spared not the natural branches, he took them away into captivity. He gave the gospel and sent it. Paul, his, his, his missionary work came to the to America. It came to our people. It came this way. And, and God has blessed America. And that has been our uh, motto for years now. And, and I, I have recently changed it to God help America because boy, do we need help again. God has blessed America. Now we just simply need his help. Now, God spared not the natural branches, we need to take heed lest he also spare not thee. And that's talking about America. It's talking about the Gentiles. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be natural branches, be grafted in their own olive tree? Hmm. there's coming a day when God's going to judge America like God judged Israel. There's coming a day when God's going to graft Israel back in to the because they were the original branch that was cut off. And God allowed America to be blessed beyond anyone's thinking. We have become the greatest nation that has ever been on on planet earth but we don't need to think that we're so high and mighty that we're so blessed that we're so profitable that we're outside of God's reach and that God can't cast and bring down judgment hey I'd tell you now this uh COVID-19 this coronavirus that's out now has rocked the world And just like that, God could take us all out. It is time for America to wake up. It is time for the world to wake up. God spared not the natural branches, that's Israel. Take heed, lest he also spare not thee. That was verse 21 when I read it. When God is finished with America, he will graft Israel back in. What do you mean, finished with America? (laughs) The problem with America is we have turned our back on God. We no longer fear God. We are full of idolatry, the same way that Israel was. And we are not listening or obeying God anymore. I said that when God is finished with America, you know there's a we can look at this in two different ways. We know right now that when we look at as far as judgment comes on America, that could come at any time. That doesn't—that's God's not. But when God, when we look at this scripture here, text here, we're talking about God being finished with America. God knows when the last person, the last Gentile, the last person will accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And then that trumpet will blow. And that's another trumpet that that you don't want to, you don't want that trumpet to blow when you find yourself without Christ. Now, as God has used all the list of of old time prophets that I read earlier, and I know right now I just read about what Paul, uh, the evangelist, the great evangelist Paul, And how he used Paul to warn us. And God has also used preachers and evangelists for years now to warn America to turn back to him. The jubilee in America. This horn, this trumpet has sounded. And I'm here today to sound this trumpet again. Before it is too late and America goes into captivity So many people are calling on God for help today, but are we calling out in repentance? Are we willing to change and turn back to Him? Or do we just want to be delivered from this virus? God set aside Israel and He will set aside America. to be released from captivity Israel had to wait 70 years and they had to repent that's a year for every year that they failed to honor God's jubilee hmm to to America today I sound the trumpet I had a trumpet with me right now, I'd blow it. I sound the trumpet as one calling in the wilderness like John the Baptist, repent, repent for the remissions of sins. God used a forerunner, John the Baptist, to be the one calling out in the wilderness to, to let people know To prepare the way for Jesus Christ and His coming. And God's using people like me today to sound the alarm and to be one crying out right now, saying that Jesus is going to come back. Repent, America. Repent. I sound the trumpet, repent. To turn back to God. Let's bring revival to our land. Let's worship God and pray for His mercy and grace. We can't just call out in deliverance, God, please deliver us. No, we have to call out to God and repent and say, God, forgive me for not honoring your Sabbaths. Forgive me for not doing what's right. Forgive me for not obeying your laws. Forgive me for not reading and studying your word. Forgive me for not loving my neighbor like I should. Forgive me, Father, dear Lord, for my idolatry, which is basically I'm worshiping myself. Among many other things that we have. To the lost, those without Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I sound the alarm. I sound the Jubilee trumpet right now to repent. Repent. Get on your knees. Ask Jesus Christ to save you, to come in your heart, to believe before it's too late. Romans eleven twenty five. 25, for I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness is part, is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. This is when the last Gentile is saved and the rapture takes place. At this point, it will be too late. The sun has come and you've been left behind. Don't let this happen to you. Don't get left behind. This Trump is going to sound one day. It's not going to be the Trump of Jubilee. It's not going to be the same Trump of the Jubilee uh, where the land can rest. And it's, There's a Trump coming that you, it'll be blown and there won't be captivity any longer. It'll simply be too late when this Trump sounds. There's two things we need to be warned about here in America right now and I'm trying to warn you of both of them. Because there's there's some captivity that may be just around the corner. And maybe we're getting a taste of it right now because the fact that we're locked in our homes, the fact that you there's uh we're 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 almost like it's almost like we're in prison. We can't leave, we can't socialize, we can't shake hands, we can't hug necks, we can't do things that we are normally used to doing. God has put a lot of people in their homes. People have lost businesses. People have lost jobs. The government is trying their best to cover everything. But hey, the government, I don't care what they say, they only have so much money. Our economy can only take so much. I'm sounding the alarm. I'm blowing the Jubilee horn right now for those to wake up, get saved, repent, For those that are saved to get to repent, to get back on fire for God? The Jubilee was on the Day of Atonement, which is symbolic of the atoning which took place on the cross when Jesus Christ shed His blood for all of us to spare us from being left behind and bound for hell. It is a release from a sin debt that we owed that has been paid already. It is a release from slavery. It is taking and receiving the ultimate rest of our land. The trump of God will sound jubilee. The trump of God will sound jubilee one day and all of God's children, Jew and Gentile alike, will all be restored in that great jubilee in the sky, as with jubilee, I'm sounding the horn now. Accept the call and be set free. I'm gonna look at the real quick. I got a few, couple more things to do. I'm gonna look at the seven Jewish feasts and how they apply then, how they applied in the Old Testament, how they applied in the New Testament. And what we're and what we look at here. We know the spring feast was Passover. You can find that in Exodus 12, Matthew 26, 17 through 27. You can also find it in Leviticus 23, 5. We had the Passover. And we have in the New Testament the crucifixion. See, we all there's many people talking uh, right now about going out and maybe putting a red ribbon on the door. Is symbolic of the Passover uh, angel that come and, and, and when the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, they had the blood had to be applied on the doorpost. And the death angel would come by and it would pass over and spare them. Hey, it's the same today. Jesus Christ has died, the crucifixion you can find in John 18 28, 1 Corinthians 5 7. The blood still has to be applied to your heart today. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus was born. That's why Jesus is risen. Because He was our ultimate Passover Lamb. He was our final sacrifice. We had the spring feast going on. We had the unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. Find that in Leviticus 23, 6-8. We had the burial is symbolic in the New Testament of, of, of Christ's burial. John 6, 47 through 51, and Acts 2, 29 through 32. We had the, the feast of first fruits in Leviticus 23, 9 through 14, and Deuteronomy 26, 111, symbolic of the resurrection of Christ. What we're celebrating this weekend. Happy Easter to everyone. Wonder why we Christians get so excited? It's because of the resurrection, because our Savior's not on the cross. Our Savior's not in a tomb. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Our Savior is resurrected. Amen. 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 1 Corinthians 15 20 through 23, in James 1 We had the, the Feast of Pentecost. Find that in Leviticus 23, 15 through 22. Also in Deuteronomy sixteen ten, symbolic of the Holy Spirit that came in Acts chapter 1 and 2. Moving, that was the spring feast. We have the fall feast. We have the feast of trumpets, found in Leviticus 23, 23, 23 through 25, and Numbers 21, excuse me, Numbers 29, 1 through 6. We have the Day of Atonement, found in Leviticus 23, 26 through 32, Zechariah 12, 10, Zephaniah 1, 14 through 18, and Zechariah 13, 1 we have the feast of tabernacles Leviticus 23 33 through 44 Isaiah 65 17 through 19 Ezekiel 43 verse 7 and Micah 4 chapter 4 1 through 3 there's a difference between the spring uh, the spring feast that i mentioned and the fall feast i gave you the Passover, unleavened bread, the first fruits, and Pentecost, and then I gave you crucifixion, burial, resurrection, and Holy Spirit. On the trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the tabernacles—they are all going to be fulfilled upon Christ. Upon Christ's return, you can find in First Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen, Revelations four one through 1 Corinthians fifteen. 51 through, and 52, Philippians 3, 20 and 21, Matthew 24, 29 through 30, Luke 21, 25 through 28, Revelations 19, 11 through 21, 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 through 10, Romans 11, 25 through 27, Revelations 20, 1 through 6, Revelations 21, 1 through 27, and Revelations 22, 1 through 6, John 14, 1 through 6. All the spring feasts have been fulfilled. Our fall feasts are still yet to be fulfilled. But each and every one of these will be fulfilled. The trumpet will sound one day. The Day of Atonement will come one day. The tabernacles, the, the, the feast will return. All of this stuff, we're, we're, like I said, I don't have time to go into all these scriptures, but I, I do got, I do have one other scripture that I'm going to read and close with. I'm going to look at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I know that, that a lot of people are concerned about tomorrow. I know a lot of people are worried These are precedent times that we're living in. Things have changed in our world today. God is trying to get our attention. God is sounding a trumpet, and God wants His people to sound a trumpet. If you are a Christian tonight, I beg you, I plead with you, call everybody you know, talk to every person you know that's in your family that's lost, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Listen what Timothy says here about the last days, the latter days that we're going to live in and see if this sounds a little bit familiar. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. We could stop right there, couldn't we? Have we not do we not see that perilous times are upon us? For men shall be lovers of their own selves, We've been this way for a long time. We worship ourselves more than any other nation, more than than any other time in the the history of mankind. We worship ourselves. It's all about us. It's all about what we've done. Look at what I can do. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Boy, I see that every day. Unthankful and unholy. Hmm. Do we not see that? America is so divided right now because of hatred. We're so unthankful. We're so unholy. Without natural affection. I'm sorry if this offends you. But what do you think that means without natural affection? Hey, the, the normal a dog will teach you what natural affection is. A female dog and a male dog hook up. Period. That's nature telling you. And it's wrong for a man to lie with a man and a woman to lie with a woman. I probably just lost a lot of people now, but that's fine. I'm going to speak truth. Truth breakers. False accusers. Oh my goodness. All you got to do is watch the news, the fake news, the media out there today. That's all they're doing is accusing each other. One network's accusing this one. They're accusing the, the President of the United States. And he's accusing back this. That's just back and forth. False accusers. content, Fierce despisers of those that are good hey I think that's why they hate Trump I think that's why they hate all the people that voted for him because he's doing uh, or appears to be doing things for the Christian people do they really hate Trump or do they really just hate all the Christians Hmm. despiser of those that are good hey we live in a day where they're calling good evil and evil good traitors heady High mind high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We could stop and preach there. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. People care about themselves (laughs) and their own pleasures. They just put God on the shelf. We'll pick him back up if we need him. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof for such turn away. A form of godliness. Oh, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that form. Oh, I pray. Who are you praying to? Oh, I love God. Yeah, your actions really are showing it. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, laid away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth ever learning boy I tell you what the internet we got everything at access right there at our finger uh, fingers right now we got access to our iPhones we well we could just about find everything and we could just about know everything at a flip of a little switch here right and we're ever learning but there's so many people right now that are failing to come to the knowledge of the truth people that read and study their bibles Is is becoming a, a a lost art. I tell you now, uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now's the time to call out to Him before this final trumpet sounds and and it'll be too late. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. I thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for listening. And I pray, please, I pray for America. If I had a horn, I'd blow it loud tonight. Repent, America. Repent before it's too late. Thank you and join me next time. God bless.